this episode, we are looking at the number one way that you are sabotaging your own success and we're going to start the journey towards changing that. This is something that's been the focus of my work for months and I want to share some of this with you today. Hey, it's Jess and you're listening to the Crush It With Confidence podcast for online service providers that are ready to create their own future. Life is happening for you, not to you. So let's do this. Okay, so today we're talking about the number one reason why you're not taking action and how on earth we're going to fix this. So, I bet that you have been in the situation before where you know that there's something that you need to do to really help your business get off the ground or get to the next level, but whenever it comes to actually doing this thing, you just can't seem to do it. So every time you sit down to tackle the thing that you really need to do, your mind comes up with 100 reasons why it is the stupidest idea that you've ever had or why you just can't do it right now or maybe why you should never do it, maybe why you weren't cut out to do this. And then you feel completely frustrated because on one side you have this knowledge that you need to take action but on the other side this is being countered with all of this negative self-talk. So first off, I want to say that, as always, you are not the only person that's experiencing this. This is super common and it's really the number one reason why you don't achieve the things that you set out to do. But there's good news. You can commit to working on it. Um, you can see improvements really, really, really quickly. But like every change that lasts, it takes effort and commitment. So I've recently realized through a really good discussion that we had at home that this really is the thing that's holding us back from getting results. And the only way to fix this is to first become aware of what's actually happening so that you can then hack your way around it. And through everything I've realized, experienced and now practiced with others, I've really decided to restructure the entire coaching program because I realized how important this one piece of work is. So I used to be firmly in the camp that believed that working on myself and what's happening inside of me is kind of like a nice to have thing. But if I just set goals, have a vision and then have a strategy, it's really all I need. And I know that many of my clients have been feeling the same way, right? So I speak to lots of different people and everyone has the same thing. It was like, yes, yes, um, I just, I need to set some goals. I don't really have the right strategy. And up to the point, that is true for most people. But then you realize that there are certain self-sabotaging patterns that you keep falling back into over and over again. So suddenly you've hit an income level that you can't seem to break through and then you are stuck AF. For some people, um, they can't even bring themselves to get started with their new business because this thing keeps holding them back. So eventually the penny is going to drop in the same way as it did for me a few months ago. So you realize that it's not just about the vision or just about the strategy or just about the goals as much as it is about whether you believe that this is even possible. And I don't mean possible in general because there are a bajillion success stories out there, right? But it's about whether you believe that this is possible for you. The thing is that when you ask most people, hey, um, so you think this business success thing, you know, um, you think it's possible for you to earn this amount of money? 
And the immediate response is, yes, yes, of course. Like, why wouldn't I believe that? The problem is that all of this stuff that's causing you to self-sabotage often sits so deep that it takes time and commitment to figure out in the first place. So I'm going to give you some tools today that you can use to start figuring out where the root cause for your challenges lies and to raise your awareness of what is happening inside of you right now. So we're talking about the first step of a process that involves multiple steps, okay? So before I can tell you what you need to do to fix this situation, you need to become aware of what's happening inside your body and your mind right at this moment in time. And just as a warning, just hearing this is not good enough. When I figured out that this is the key piece to everything, I tried to help the people around me who are very, very smart humans to see the same thing. We've had a bajillion conversations about this very topic and I thought that they would just connect the dots in the way that I had. But for some reason this didn't happen and now I know why. So I want to start this, this journey that you're embarking on by asking you a very simple question. The question is simple, but it's quite deep once you start looking into it. So if you can right now, hear the question and then feel free to pause this and answer it. If you can't, then feel free to come back to this when you get home from wherever you are right now, okay? So the question that I want to ask you is simply this. Who are you? Okay, it's a very simple question. As you're answering, it's likely that you tell me your name, what it is that you do. If you went really deep, you could tell me about your life so far, your values and your dreams, right? So it's a simple question, but there is a lot of depth to it. So feel free to take your time to like dive into answering that. The thing that you have to understand though, is that all of this talk is actually coming from your ego. There are lots and lots and lots of different ways in which the term ego is defined and it's really depending on the school of thought that uses it and the point that they're trying to make. But the easiest way for me to explain this to you today is by saying that your ego is simply the perception that you have about who you are. Our egos are built up from the second that we are born. When we are born, we have no perception of this, no idea who we are at that moment in time. So when I studied child psychology as part of my um, early childhood um, qualification, the term mostly used was that we are tabula rasa, a blank slate when we are born. But from the second that we can perceive the world with our senses, we start building this idea of who am I? So the ego is made up of all of the things that we have observed, patterns that we have noticed about how the world works, what other people, in particular our parents and childhood friends, have told us about life and about ourselves, what society believes is the done thing, what is good, what is bad. So here we are standing today and we believe that we are this person that is defined by all of those experiences that we've had in the past. We've taken all of these on as beliefs of our own and we now think that we have this very clear idea about how the world works and what our place is in it. So on a day-to-day -day basis, how do you actually experience the ego? Because it's not like it's something that you can, you can necessarily touch. You can touch your physical body, but it's not quite the same thing, right? So you can try to get, to get in touch with your ego right now. Go and find your to-do list. Find something on your to-do list that you've been successfully putting off for 
ages, okay? Find a procrastination item or find a perfectionism, a perfectionism item. Maybe you have created an online course that's never seen the light of day because you don't think it's perfect. Then go and sit down and tackle this thing that you've been putting out. So if you have this course, go and publish it. Go and tell people about it. If you have been procrastinating on something, go and sit down to do this actual thing. And then listen very carefully to the voice in your head and what self-talk is going on. I bet you that it won't even take you five minutes before the ego has reared its head. It'll go, what are you doing? I thought we weren't going to do this. Are you sure that this is a good use of your time? Did you know that you haven't even had food today yet? You should go and eat something. And before you know it, you will be in the kitchen cooking a three-course meal. Your ego will likely try and discourage you from doing this thing that it perceives as being uncomfortable for one reason or another. And so far, it's succeeded pretty well. So the ego is this inner voice that rears its head whenever we are trying to do something. Do you really think this is a good idea? People are going to judge the shit out of you if you do that. You do realize everyone's going to laugh about you if you talk about this. Why would anyone listen to you? No one's ever listened to you. You're not going to study for this thing. You aren't good at studying. You're just going to fail again. So in so many places, people describe the ego as your complete enemy. But I don't believe this to be true. If you're about to step in the road in front of a bus because you're running late, your ego will stop you, right? It's going to be like, hey, do you think it's a good idea to jump in front of a bus? Hello, we might die. So I don't think under any circumstance you actually want to sh shut this voice up permanently, right? Because it's designed to keep you safe after all. It's just the thing that we have to understand is that it has very poor judgment of what is safe and what is not safe, what is dangerous and what is not dangerous. Um, it The only thing it has to judge any situation by is what we've experienced in the past, right? So it alerts us a little bit too often. A picture that works really, really well for me is whenever my ego tries to talk me out of something, like talking about this topic in this podcast episode where I still have the serious who are you to be talking about these moments, um, I picture the ego as like a little version of me, a small child. That small child is innocent and that small child is simply scared. What would you do if a small child asked you if you think this is a good idea? Because it's scared. Would you go try and punch it in the face to make it be quiet? No. You would hold its hand, you would give it a hug, you would tell it it will all be okay. But also on the flip side, would you not do something that you know has huge payoffs because that small child inside of you is scared? Also no, you can't make decisions for your life and your business based on the opinions of that little three-year-old inside of you, okay? So let me summarize again what is happening inside of you right now. You want to do an action or you experience some kind of circumstance. You immediately have thoughts to do with that action or circumstance that are created by your ego based on your past experiences. As a result of those thoughts, the way you feel right now in this very moment, your state of being just like changes and shifts. Then you experience things like perfectionism and procrastination and lots of other kind of symptoms, which are all just symptoms of fear. And then as a result of that, you do nothing or you half ask the thing that you need to do. So you put the course out, but you tell nobody about it and therefore nobody, nobody buys it. What happens when you do nothing? You get nothing. The child is one and you stay stuck. 
What happens when you half ass the thing that you need to do? So you put the course out, but you tell nobody about it because you're scared that someone's going to think it's not good enough. You get less than ideal results, right? Nobody buys it. What does your ego do as a result of that? It's having a total field day. It's like, see, I told you so. I told you nobody would buy your course. I told you this doesn't work. And therefore, you reinforce your ego's beliefs that, you know, you are not good enough. This thing wasn't perfect. And you're giving it more ammunition and more patterns to form, basically. So what do we do about this? You need to actually become aware of what is happening inside of you. The problem is that this process that I just outlined, it happens so fast inside of you. You are faced with thousands and thousands of micro decisions every single freaking day that are shaped by what's happened in the past. You need to become aware of those decisions that you make. You need to become aware of what your ego is actually saying to you. So I want you to do this for the next week. I want you to become a super curious observer of your own thoughts and feelings. No judgment, just observation. So here's something that I noticed when I was working in childcare. When parents watch their child play in a group of children, the parent is consistently judging their child for their actions. So if their child goes up and goes and pushes another child, they will run over and they will go and they will tell them off and they'll you know, say, hey, say sorry to your friend. Like This is not how we treat people. So I don't want you to observe that child inside of you as the parent that scolds the child. I want to observe that child as a teacher. The teacher will sit in the classroom. The teacher will observe what's happening. The teacher will observe that child hitting another child. And then the teacher will see what happens next. And they're going to be like, well, that was very interesting. They just randomly walked up to that child and pushed them. I wonder what the other child is going to do. I wonder what's going to happen next. And I wonder if they're able to solve this situation by themselves. So I want you to observe as the teacher, not as the parent. And just think of pure curiosity about what's happening in that magnificent thing that is your brain without beating yourself up. So take a piece of paper and create the following columns on it. Column one is the circumstance. Column two is the thought that you had. Column three is the feeling that you experienced. Column four is the action you took and column five is the result that you got. And then if at all possible, I want you to keep this piece of paper with you wherever you go. You can also create a table in Evernote on your phone if it's easier that way. Although I'd recommend writing this out on paper whenever you can. There is something about using your hand to actually write things down that makes shifts that you have a lot more profound. But if it's not an option, then use Evernote. It's better you do it that way than you don't do it at all. You can also try and fill this out whenever you next get back home. But the problem is that you're not in the moment anymore. So you really have to work hard to put yourself back in that moment, to reconnect to those sensations that you felt in your body, to be able to even clearly remember the words that the person said to you, okay? So you may miss some of the juicy stuff if you do it that way. And then I simply want you to go about your life as you always do. And I want you to be very curious as you are going through your day-to-day -day operations as a human. Whenever you notice that your state of feeling has suddenly shifted significantly, I want you to take this piece of paper out or open that Evernote table. For example... 
let's say that you are out with your partner on a Saturday and he or she says something to you and immediately you notice some kind of physical reaction. Whenever this happens, here's what you're going to do. I want you to really notice the feeling in your body. Where is it located? Is it located in your chest, your stomach, your throat? How are you feeling right now? So as you're out and your partner says something to you, you might realize that you immediately have this kind of negative butterfly situation in your stomach. And then you, you're going to actually feel this properly and you're going to process that and you're going to decide how you're feeling and describe it with one word, okay? So it's really important that you do this without judgment. Just say, oh, I notice that right now my body feels like it's very active. I'm definitely feeling something. I feel a little bit sick in my stomach, actually. That's really interesting. Oh, I think I'm scared or I think I'm angry. And then take this feeling word, so either scared or angry or whatever it is, into the feeling column in Evernote on your piece of paper. Then I want you to ask yourself this. What was I thinking just before I started feeling like this? And then write the thought into the thought column. And then I want you to simply write out the factual circumstance of what happened just now without any judgment. So let's say we take our example of a day out with your partner and here's what it may say once you're done. So you might have noticed that suddenly you are feeling extremely angry. Okay, all of a sudden, this happens so quickly and usually we're not aware of this happening. So that's what we're doing. We're raising our awareness of what we're thinking and feeling in response to different things. So you write in the feeling column that you are angry. Then you ask yourself, what was I thinking just before I started feeling like this? So what you were thinking was maybe he doesn't care about our family and that made you feel angry. And then I want you to write out the circumstance. My partner told me that we won't be going on holiday this year because she or he has too much work to do and, you know, we had planned to do this holiday but we're not going to go, right? So circumstance is my partner told me that we won't be going on holiday this year because he or she has too much work, although that's what we had originally planned to do. Thought is he doesn't care about our family or she doesn't care about our family and the feeling as a result is that you're feeling angry. Then I want you to tackle column four and five. What action did you take? Or if you catch yourself early enough, what action are you about to take? And what result did this action get you? Or what result would you get based on what you've experienced so far? So you may decide to put in the following in this scenario. My action was to go home and not speak to him or her for the rest of the day. The result was that there's kind of a distance between, between you as a result of, of this action. Let's do another example from a business perspective this time. Let's say you've received an email from a client with negative feedback and you notice that you immediately feel different. So here's what that table might say. The circumstance was that you received an email with negative feedback and a request for changes on some work you've done from a client. The thought that you've noticed you had was that I am not good enough. The feeling you felt as a result of that thought is that you are disappointed. You know, you might have experienced some kind of sinking feeling inside of you. The action that you took is that you sent an angry and defensive email to the client and the result that you got was that the client demanded a refund for the work. So, as you can see from these situations, your ego is hard at work to try and protect your sense of self and it will serve you thoughts that are based on those past experiences as well as other people's beliefs. These thoughts 
is what will keep your sense of self safe from being challenged. But what you notice when you actually fill out the action and results column is that the thoughts you have don't actually usually cause you to take actions that bring you the results that you want in your life. It often brings you the results that you don't want. And that then often reinforces your ego's beliefs. So for example, the thought I'm not good enough causes you to send an angry email to protect your sense of self, which then causes them to ask for a refund, which in turn reinforces your idea of I'm not good enough. So can you see how you are stuck in this, in this self-sabotaging cycle? So the first step to actually break out of this cycle is to get out of this ego hamster wheel. But to be able to do that, you need to be aware of the thoughts that you're having and how you are creating the reality that you experience every single day. So for this episode, we are going to leave it here because you really need to see this in front of you before you can even think about making any changes to this. So like I said, just hearing this is not good enough. You have to experience this in your own life. You have to become aware of those thought patterns that you keep engaging in and what actions you take as a result and what result you get from that in your life. So I work through this with clients during the one-to-one -one coaching. So if you're wanting to scale your service-based business, but you are in this cycle of self-sabotaging and you want out, then please get in touch with me. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. We can get on a call to discuss what your plans are and how it's not been working for you so far. So what I see a lot, for example, is that people are thinking of scaling up to an agency because they've been stuck at an income threshold. They're out of time to actually do that. But as soon as they've made that decision, the ego is hard at work to tell them that this is not going to work. Who are you to be doing this? Blah, blah, blah. So in the, in the coaching session, we really focus on discovering these thoughts, changing them, and then finding the underlying cause for those, for those thoughts to keep being produced. Okay. And then we also work on your business strategy and making sure that you're headed in the right direction on that front. So when these two pieces come together, you will really transform your business and your life as a whole for the long term. Okay, so if you feel stuck, please get in touch because there's a way out and you can do this. In the next episode, we'll go deeper into what you can do to change the thoughts when you have identified them using the technique above. But it's really, really, really important that you do the work. I know it is inconvenient to take out a piece of paper or go onto your phone um, to be writing this down every time something happens. I know that it's uncomfortable to relive those feelings and situations that you would rather not go back into. But I can tell you that we are going to get way more uncomfortable than this. And the famous saying goes that greatness lies outside of your comfort zone for a reason. So please write those write those columns down, keep that with you and fill this out as much as you can so that you have a reference point to go by so that you can become really aware of those thought processes and those self-sabotaging behaviors that are playing out in your life right now, okay? So I look forward to the next episode because I really want to share some tips on how you can start to change this and I'll talk to you soon about that. <laughs>